Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 55th year. Each week, we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York region and connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call in. You can join our discussion. hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. And of course, three days from now, we can get this show on the road. And hopefully when we get done, well, it won't all be done at the end of Tuesday, Tuesday because it's going to take a bit of time, probably five or six days, maybe seven days, for us to count 96, 98% of all of the votes that have been cast. Uh, for whatever reason in this country, we don't start counting, tabulating the votes when they come in. We wait until Election Day. And then try to take all of those uh, early voters and mail-in votes and start counting them all after the, the polls close uh, on Election Day. But whatever the case, the, 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 the counts will come and we'll find out what the uh, results are. But all of the work that we have to do that we can do to affect the results all will be done by the end of Tuesday. I'm going to take my first thought today from an article written by uh, Jay Schombach. This was regarding the, uh, the, the third quarter GDP re, uh, report. You know, the GDP is gross domestic product, which is an indicator of how the economy is doing. And as you may not remember, in the first quarter this year, from January through uh, March 31, the economy actually shrunk by a, a, a little over uh, 5%. Then in the second quarter, going from April 1 to June 30th, the economy shrunk by a little bit over 36%. Then in the third quarter, you know, we had the shutdown in the second quarter. In the third quarter, many of those companies that were able to reopen did reopen under whatever the rules were. And, you know, those companies that didn't permanently close, uh, many of those companies hired back, probably about 75% of their workers have been hired back uh, over the course of that time period. And that expanded the economy. We talk about that as if these were new jobs that were created in the, in the economy. But in fact, the vast majority of those jobs were jobs that people had uh, prior to uh, 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 April 1 that they were furloughed from or laid off from. And then people were just going back to work. It was not like new jobs uh, in the course of the same, same year. But whatever the case, the third quarter report was uh, a little bit over 33%. So I want to I just want to make sure that people understand what this means. Despite this phenomenal sounding growth and you know we have politicians that are jumping up and down saying how great things are going. Look at with the greatest, you know, uh, uh, quarterly growth, you know, in the history of the country. They don't talk about the fact that the previous quarter we had the worst quarterly growth than we had had in the history of the country. They don't talk about that. If you own a stock price that was priced at $100, and that stock dropped 30%, it would now be worth $70. If in the next quarter uh, the stock bounced back by 30%, 
it would then actually only be worth ninety uh, $91. Uh, in other words, the stock, when it dropped 30%, it went down to a price of $70. When it bounced back by 30%, it's 30% of the $70 that it bounced back at. So that meant that stock only uh, 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 grew by $21 over the $70. So now it's, it's $91 that that stock uh, is now worth. In order for the stock to actually catch up in the third quarter to what the stock was worth at the beginning of the year, the stock would have had to have grown by about 43% in the third quarter. And that's not what occurred. So before we start having people jumping up and down talking about, you know, uh, we're, we're doing really great, you know, economic policy is wonderful and whatnot, I just need for you to understand that uh, in context. For each month from June to August, personal consumption growth was slower than in the month before. The same was true of retail sales. Growth in August was the slowest it had been uh, since the economy began to recover uh, in May. Fewer of the laid-off workers uh, uh, came back, and uh, uh, excuse me, uh, came back, and the permanently laid-off workers, fewer of them, uh, found new jobs. So consumption begins to slow, and has slowed down significantly in September and October. So we're not on the way to uh, full recovery. We may not be under full. We may not get to full recovery until sometime in the second or third quarter of next year, if things go like they're going right now. Employment in the United States is still more than 10 million jobs below its February level. Job growth, which broke records in June with almost 4.8 million jobs gained, slowed to 1.8 million jobs gained in July. So that'd be 6.6 million between uh, June and July. Another 1.5 million growth in August. So you would take that would take you up to 8.1 million over this time period. And then uh, it was only 666 job, uh, 1,000 jobs in September. So that would have been another, say, roughly 8.8 total uh, job, million jobs that have been created from uh, 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 June, July, August, and September. But we lost about 22 million jobs as a result of the shutdown and the contraction, contraction of the economy. We lost about 22 million jobs. So we're significantly short. Uh, in just getting back to where we were uh, in April 1 of, uh, of this year. Many of the jobs gained over the early summer stemmed from rehiring workers who had been on temporary layoff. We just uh, talked about that. So let me just move to another quick, quick subject. Uh, death rates due to COVID-19 have fallen by about uh, from 25.6% from of hospitalized patients to 6.6% of hospitalized patients, according to uh, a study uh, published in the New York Times. We still have, in comparison to other respiratory uh, type illnesses, 10 times uh, more deaths from uh, this coronavirus uh, uh, illness than we would have gotten from other kinds of respiratory uh, illnesses that we have dealt with in this country. Even as death rates decline, the raw number of deaths continues to increase as cases rise all over the country. For those that didn't keep up with this, we had over 98,000 new infections just on the overnight from overnight Friday, to, or excuse me, overnight Thursday to a uh, 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 late night Friday. 98,000 new infections. So even though the 
uh, death rate for people that get hospitalized has fallen significantly. We have so many more people that are getting hospitalized as a result of so many new infections that we're still seeing uh, a roughly 1,000 people a day or close to 1,000 people a day that are dying from this virus. I had run some numbers, but it would take too much time to cover all of those numbers. Uh, over 2.4 million workers have been unemployed for more than 27 weeks, and that number, uh, a number that is actually sharply increasing. Uh, these indicators suggest that the economy needs more help. More sections of the economy uh, simply cannot restart until there is greater safety. Uh, the unemployed need more financial aid. Small firms cannot survive without assistance. Governments are increasingly laying off uh, workers as their budgets are under extreme uh, duress. We cannot count on the economy to heal itself. It requires direct action, and we have not done direct action. The HEROES Act was passed in May of this year, and we, we've done nothing you know, on that. So there's so many pieces I could go through on this. Environmental standards, Trump has rolled back. Uh, something in the area of 125 uh, environmental uh, uh, safeguards. I can't go through all of the detail on that right now, but we are really uh, we are really in tough shape. So I'm going to let Matt help me figure out who's first. Oh, great. We got Tony first. Let me grab him now. Tony, how are you doing out there? Well, I can't believe I got to be first. You got to be first this time. You were on it. Yeah, well, first of all, I don't know if you know that they announced that Sean Connery died this morning. I just and, uh, heard that on my way down. Yep, 90 yeah, years old. He, but he was 91 years old. Ah. Seven, say, was the first seven bond, uh, uh, pictures that he was in. And probably the best. Sean Connery was the best. The best uh, 007 okay, ever. Now we'll get down to business. I want <laughs> you to remember the name Laurie Garrett. I, okay. I mean everybody out there. Laurie Garrett is an expert in the field of epidemiology cases and the world. She knows her stuff. We have 98,558 cases, and you were right on the money. There were 958 deaths in the United States because of this on Friday. Mm-hmm. But this, since December of 2000. 2019 to now, in China, in China, where they are forced to wear a mask, right? Mm-hmm. They have only been, in that entire period, 91,000 cases in China for that entire period from December 2019 to now. Can, how can you explain that if you, if you don't wear a mask, you, don't, you will not bring the numbers down? It's, it's right there for you. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, and, how, how and, else can I put it? And the Chinese may have been draconian in the way that they did it, but they insisted that everybody adopt these universal precautions. And because everybody does it, they were able to get these uh, infections under way under control. And, I mean, their entire society is opened back up now. I think they had, like, uh, f- uh, almost 5% net growth. Uh, in the th- in the third quarter of this year, in their GDP, we're yeah, losing right. ground, and they're gazing, gaining ground. Yeah, because they do the right thing, mm-hmm. and they have leaders that do the right thing by forcing people, or not forcing, I guess, demanding that people wear the mask, right, and follow the social distancing. If you don't do those things, you're not going to bring the numbers down. Period. Right. Exactly. 
12 doctors saved the president's life. But on Friday, this hollow man accused the doctors of profiteering. Yep. And he said that when they put the COVID death certificate on, they're making $2,000. Can you believe you that? Realize this, I don't get, you know, <laughs> I don't have a computer, so I can't be on Facebook. And he said, that to, he said that to his audience in a way where he said, now, and you all know that the doctors, they're making money on this. You all know that, right? $2,000 when they sign a death certificate, they get $2,000. You know that? You, you know, the doctors, are, how can you say a thing like that? The AMA wrote him a nice letter and rebuked him for even being part of this conspiracy theory. And secondly, doctors all over the country were interviewed last night, I saw last night, and they indicated that instead of helping to step uh, having to see people die and hold their hands while they're in, in pain, he he flames. Uh, he, he puts the match to the to the theories that are so ridiculous that only his people can believe these things. Yep. Oh, and he was telling that to a crowd of elderly people. Right. And they were clapping and agreeing with him because no, they don't he know he to them. You know, when you're seventy five, eighty years old. It's not like you're out here doing research all day. You know, they're probably watching Fox News and whatever is being said, you know, uh, in their sedentary environment. They take that to be the truth. And so that's the reality. You know, there's there's a captured audience that is hearing what he's saying. Well, to show you how cruel the man is and how immoral he is, he showed up in Wisconsin and the temperature was 37 degrees. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And he goes on stage for 20 minutes. Yep. And all these people had to park their buses, uh, excuse me, park their cars or walk three miles to get to his yep. uh, his uh, rally. But when that was over, none of the buses came to pick these people up. Yep. Some of them were still alive. They had some of them having to be taken to the hospital. Right. Seven ambulances took people to the hospital. These elderly people were left to die. And he just had no he he hopped on, you know, his airplane and left no sensitivity whatsoever to what the reality was for the people that were left behind. That's last, that's twice he did point, that. Yeah. Yeah. My last point is this. If Trump wins, it will be Mitch McConnell who brought, who brought about the victory, because look what Mitch has done. Stop Merrick Garland from being on a Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. What President Obama asked the judges to be uh, appointed and voted on, Mitch didn't, would not allow it to happen. But what he has done in the last year and a half is appoint 218 judges yep. in these vacancies. But guess what these people are doing? They are stopping people from uh, having their absentee ballot counted areas of the country right if but your ballot came in right if your ballot came in after uh eight o'clock or when the polls closed on on november 3rd they're saying you got to set those ballots at least in some states you have to set those ballots aside so i i, right. I got you so that they could make it easier for them to litigate these these things thanks tony i appreciate you man we'll talk next week uh let's take our first break and then uh help me out is it uh okay 
All right. Uh, so let me take our first break right now. We'll get back to uh, to our subject. See you on the side of the break. Here we think again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. T-Mobile for Business knows saving time and money is important for your business. That's why we're introducing Microsoft 365 on us, now included in our best business plans. With Office apps, Microsoft Teams, cloud storage, and more, Microsoft 365 on us gives you the tools you need to run your business. Stop by a T-Mobile store today. Qualifying plan required. Contact us to activate one license per line, max two per account. Third-party terms apply. See T-Mobile.com for plan details. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? You're probably looking for some fuel treatment. It helps clean your engine to improve your gas mileage and keep it running longer. Right now, you can get two bottles of Lucas Complete Fuel Treatment for just $8, plus a $1 bonus reward if you're an AutoZone Rewards member. Not a member? Don't worry. You can sign up fast, right here in store or on AutoZone.com. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. Can you imagine a more whiny president? Wine, wine, wine. And then I think uh, uh, we have enough, he says. I think we have enough. Bye bye. Here's the moment where Trump actually does the walking out and press secretary Kaylee McKenney comes in with that oversized book. And it's it's just total cringe. I would be ashamed to be Kaylee McKenney. She deserves never to work again after this nightmare is over. There's actually a long list of people associated with this clown that deserve to never work again. But check, I mean, this is just if you're allergic to cringe, I would probably turn away at this point. We were scheduled to take a walk with the president around the White House grounds. I've got a lot of questions I didn't ask. While we waited to see if the president was coming back, Rich? his press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, came in with a hand delivery. Leslie, the president wanted me to deliver his health care plan. It's a little heavy. <laughs> oh, my God. This is his health care plan. Yes. OK, Kaylee, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, the vice president will be with you shortly. OK. And the president's not coming back. Uh, the president's giving you a, a lot of time. It was heavy, filled wow, with executive this. orders, congressional I initiatives, but no comprehensive health plan. So not all the pages were blank. There was actually some stuff in there, meaningless stuff. And as Leslie Stahl points out, nothing in there about Trump's supposedly forthcoming health care plan. Trump again raises this idea that covid cases are rising merely because of more testing. He's sticking with that. Four years ago, you were behind in the polls as you are now and you pulled it out. 
but this time you have kind of a double migraine. You have unemployment claims going up. You have COVID cases going up. I mean, it's like the gods have suddenly decided decided to conspire against you. I don't you. think so at all, no. I think well, we've done a great these... job with COVID. Sir, excuse me, cases are up in about 40 okay. states. You know why cases are up also? Because we do more testing. The fake news media loves to say cases are up. The fact is we've done a very, very good job. Cases are up. We have done, that's right, because we're doing so much testing. There is increased testing, but according to the COVID tracking project, that doesn't account for all of the rise in new cases sweeping the country or the 40% increase in hospitalizations in the past month. Understand that this is an easily debunkable lie. Testing is up 4% over the last week. Cases are up 21%. If you want to make the case that cases are only up because testing is up, if you test 10% more and find 10% more cases, you might be able to make that argument. You might. And of course, you guys can figure that out. Obviously, if you do more testing, you'll find more cases. But proportionately, the number of people who are found to have the disease would be the same proportion. So if five people got tested and 20 percent uh, had the disease, you'd have one person with the disease. If 10 people got tested and you had the same uh, rate of, of, of uh, positivity, <clears throat> you'd have two people with the disease. But if you test 10 people and you have four people uh, with the disease, that means your positivity rate has gone way up. That means you have more virus in your population. That's just common sense. You don't have to go to school to figure that out. That's just common sense. G give me my next. Let me. Uh, John in Lockport. Let me get John in Lockport real quick. John, how are you doing out there? Hi, Nathan. Um, you know, Mitch McConnell uh, was was certainly a hypocrite when he he pulled that the, the deal with the um, uh, Supreme Court justices. Uh, Trump should have never gotten three up to a point three. But what McConnell did was constitutional. Right. But what's also constitutional is packing the Supreme Court. Yep. It, it, and it's not a rarity at all. It's been done seven times, anywhere from actually packing to depacking from between five and ten justices uh, gone back and forth over the over the years. So it's it's certainly constitutional, and the Democrats should take full advantage of the constitutionality by increasing the number of justices. Now, um, you know, it, uh, packing the court gets a bad name because of, of FDR when he tried to pack the court. But the thing was. At, at that time, uh, when he asked for more justices, it was the Democrats in the Congress that denied him, mainly because, unlike McConnell, they were more ethical and said, no, let's, let's not do that, you know. But they could have very well done that, followed his, what, what he asked for. And another thing, too, and this is critical, uh, that the terms for uh, Supreme Court justices can be limited. Uh, you could have term limits. That's constitutional as well. That can right. change. So, and, 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 you know, maybe one of the solutions is to have um, the Democrats have an equal number of justices as Republicans all the time so that the court is forced, forced to compromise on each a particular question. If you've got a court like you have today, there's no compromise involved. It's just going to go one way all the time. And these guys are in there for life. 
And now that you got the, the latest one, she's a uh, she believes in going back to the Middle Ages as far as uh, <laughs> uh, legal legal things go. So you've got to you got to put limits on her and the rest of them. Either in you know you know uh, um, so you should even the court out and have if you have to pack it, it's perfectly legal to do it. The, certainly, the Republicans would do it if they have the chance. They will do it. Excellent. So, so you know the Dems uh, should do it. John, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research on on those ideas. Those sound like good ideas for people to consider. Uh, yep. We'll talk about them over the course of the next couple of weeks. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Help me with uh, Jim. Jim, how are you doing out there? Hey, uh, Nathan. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, my wife and I voted yesterday, and uh, great. We, we live out here in Niagara County, you know, God's country, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, we have two, we had two places to vote, one in Niagara Falls and one by Lockport here, and we were wondering if what it was going to be like, but uh, I have to give them credit. We It was very smooth. We went through there, and they processed us, and bing, 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 and... Uh, there wasn't an issue. It was uh, we took place, you know, process of the early voting, and it, it was fantastic. And then <clears throat> after we voted, they gave us a sticker to put on our jacket that said "I voted," mm. which uh, you know you display to the public. I, I thought that was that was pretty good. But um, I saw something on the news that, um, being a history buff that I am. Uh, down in Rochester, uh, people were going to the cemetery where Susan B. Anthony uh, was buried, and uh, they were putting their voting stickers on her grave marker. And uh, it got to the point where they had to put a plastic case over the grave marker because it was damaging the marble. And uh, <laughs> But did you see that in the news? Tom? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So here we have a woman that, you know, fought for equal rights for women way back when, and uh, they're still remembering her today, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is is a great thing, and it makes us, uh, you know, all aware of, um, you know, our history and how important it is. And uh, so I just wanted to run that by you. But uh, anyway, we hope that uh, Tuesday's going to be um, good news, but... Uh, as my friend John Lockwood says, that one percent is pretty powerful, and you know, you know the old saying, uh, "Money talks and something else." And something walks. else walks. That's right. People got to yeah. show up. You yeah, know, we, we can't gotta... whine about this stuff. You know, you can't complain. You can't say that it's not worth it to vote. You have but to I show think, up. But I think uh, this election is is wiping out the theory of the apathetic American voter because these gentlemen. Uh, and the Board of Elections in Erie County are saying that this could be one of the higher turnouts for presidential elections in our history. Right. Well, the science of it, it the science of it is that if you make it easier for people to vote, a lot more people will just vote. If you make yeah, it harder for exactly. people to vote, then fewer people will vote. So if this is yeah. a democracy, the greatest democracy on earth, we should want to want, want to have everybody participating in the greatest democracy on earth. So we should be making voting easier, not making it harder. There's no excuse for having people in lines for 10, 11 hours and whatnot. There's no excuse no, for people I, I being, 
Lewis. Right. I see this on TV in Atlanta and some of these other places. Yep. I got to give these people credit for for hanging for in there for sticking it out. Right. It's ridiculous. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yep. I got to. Anyway, ru- you, you have a good day, and we'll talk to you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Uh, is it Al? Yeah. Let me grab Al in Buffalo. Al, how you doing out there? I'm hanging in there. Great. Yeah. So Donald. Well, I'm going to call him Captain Cast because that's my <laughs> my nickname for him. So he was he was inaugurated on January 22nd. So the the U.S. Department of Labor released that that uh, January jobs report that showed better than expected growth of 225,000 new jobs versus the the consensus of the 158,000. However, there were detailed updates with a with a major re- revision to 2018's unemployment numbers, which substantially decreased job growth under President Trump. So we we have to remember. When when President Obama walked into the Oval Office, it was it was after the Republicans blew the banks, uh, put two credit card, put uh, put put two wars on a credit card, failed to protect us from the worst attack on American soil, and then and then you had the subprime mortgage scandal mm-hmm. on top of everything else. So this guy was basically when, when President Obama inherited the 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 hailstorm, and then you know increasing solar power by by 2,500% and passing the, you know, like bills like the Recovery and Reinvestment Act and, and you know, uh, the the Affordable Care Act and, and the Credit Card Reform Act. I mean, I, I can go on as mm-hmm. to the amount of bills, but the New York Times wrote an article indicating that the 111th with it during that very short period of time was considered the most productive Congress since the New Deal, not to mention restructuring of the auto industry. Because exactly, that, and save the auto industry, right? Right, that was that was huge, and then raising fuel efficiency standards, and then tripling the use of, of wind power, contributed to the to what we have now, which is lower gas prices. Right, but but how? Yeah, you know, I don't I have a buddy of mine who I, I just can't seem to, uh, and I and I know you have a few friends of your own that you just that that voted for Trump. No matter what you say, they just uh, they just seem to have a rebuttal for. For everything, like you know, this guy can basically, I mean, shoot literally shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue. But you know what? What I try to say to people, Al, you can't spend six hundred hours trying to convince one person who just obstinately is not willing to hear anything that's that's factual and truth. So rather than spend your time on that, try to go to the people that are open minded that are willing to hear factual presentations about things and share your information with them because you're going to have a lot more success with that group than going to people that have decided no matter what you say, they're going to vote the way they're going to vote regardless of what the evidence is. Just Right, no matter what they no matter what you say they they seem to you know, go to their default. And I say that going each way. If 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 you have information that counteracts what you hear me saying, tell me because I will adjust what I think based on what I find to be true. I, I, I don't want to, to be in a position where I'm just locked into a mindset and I, and I only think one way. I try to be open uh, to the facts that, that, that affect the reality. So that's what all of us should do. But 
it seems clear to me that the facts on this case are in and the kind of decisions that people ought to be making when they vote on uh, now or vote on November 3rd seem like they're pretty straightforward. But we'll see how this all works right. out. Right. So, yeah, and then Trump continually says the, the U.S. Is, you know, is experiencing the best economy ever, you know. Yep. It, yeah. Anyways, thanks a lot. We'll, we'll see what happens. You got it. Thanks, man. Help me out. Is it... Okay, let me grab Kevin and Pendleton, then we'll grab Ron. Ken, Kevin, how you doing out there? Hey, Nate, what's going on, man? Doing great. Uh, I've, I've been accused by a Republicrat of being uh, unpatriotic and oh. a traitor. Because who who, who, who accused you of that? A Republicrat. A Republican. What is it, a Republicrat? Somebody who's half Republican and half Democrat? Is this, what's that? Somebody who's half Republican and half Democrat? Well, one like a hybrid? The, one side of the same coin, yeah. You know, okay. Democrat, Republican. <laughs> so, like an independent. Uh, Aren't you an independent too, Kevin? Of course I'm an independent. So you're, you're a hybrid as well, right? Uh, a hybrid? I yeah, you're, you're half Republican and half Democrat, right? I'm a hybrid? Why would you say that? Well, if somebody, you said the person was a Republicrat, so that meant that they were half Republican and half Democrat. No, that doesn't And I'm just saying that that's what an, an independent is. An independent is somebody who's, you know. <laughs> okay, so <just> <laughs> I, I thought you would go, I thought you would get that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, so he accused me because I told him that, uh, you know what, uh, I, I say uh, to tell you, Alnita, here, he said, listen, make sure that they remind you to thank, to thank us who will not be voting for the mold, the mold, mm-hmm. you know, for the, right? And you know what the mold is, right? The current, the, the current duopoly that controls our electoral process. Unfavorable. Right, right. Right. So who would, who would, who would that be? Who, who, who? Going with the gold. Well, they're going with the gold. And in that way, not only sending a message, guess what? You will thank, uh, you know, thank us for voting for the gold and not the mold of the Democrat and Republicrat. So right? so what is and the what is the gold not the mold? What is what does that mean? The gold is the libertarians. The libertarians. Oh okay. Right? So, so just say libertarians. You don't want people to miss what you're talking about. So oh, you you okay. you're, you're you're in for the libertarians. Okay. Well, right. in for the libertarians, but but here was what will happen is that you're going to thank us if Nick McMurray becomes the next congressman for New York 27, right? And I'm not sure why, but I'm, because, I think well, they just say because the, the votes that could have been going to Jacobs, right, right, right? yeah, it doesn't go to McMurray, but it might be enough to get him across the finish line. Because so you mean those voters would vote for the Libertarian line rather than voting for Jacobs, and that'll give Jacobs less uh, uh, votes, and a lot higher share of votes would go to McMurray. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's a possibility. Yeah, and I think that's a possibility that could happen. Okay. Because, yeah. And I really think so. You know why? Because uh, there's nothing of substance I'm getting from the Republican candidates. And at a time when they had several candidates, except maybe for one, where all they can profess is that who loves Trump more, who, in, who Trump endorses more, and nothing of more like the bread and butter issues. At least McMurray was doing that. As much as I don't agree with, you know, you know ideologically with what the man stands for, at least He's coming up to the table and addressing the issues that which a representative should be doing. For example, too, the Republicans, guess what? Mm-hmm. They've had how many ta- how long have them been, and even when they control the, the House, the Senate, 
and 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 the presidency. And did you see a healthcare bill or a better alternative to the Obama <laughs> plan come up? You see oh, what I'm saying, man? Exactly, exactly. Right. So I it, it, real So I don't know when right. you, you just like my Republican friends you accuse me of being, you know, in the uh, bag for somebody. No, I'm I'm a realistic. I, I deal with reality, and uh, and here and as I, I say that they are the same, you know, different sides of the same darn coin, right? Because it's all rigged for either one or the other. And it's unfortunate that when we cast our ballots, right, it ends up being a spoiler ballot. And that shouldn't be like that. It should be a clear-cut, you know, mandate by the people. And until we fix that electoral process, forget about it. And that's how I feel. Okay. I'm going to leave it there. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Kevin. Should we take our first break so I can give Ron some time? All right. If you all stick with us, we, we will see, see you on this Saturday break here at uh, Think Again. Think Again. <laughs> Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Many of us had to put some things on hold this year. With winter coming, here's one thing I do not want you to hold off on. Replacing your older vehicle with a new Honda from Leah Honda. General Manager Don Wagenblad told me, Howard, I want to give car shoppers an incredible deal by having a three Hondas under 200 bucks a month sale. So listen to these ridiculously low monthly payments Don and his team at Leah will give you. Get a new 2020 Civic LX, only $149 a month. Take on the snow with a 2020 HRV LX, all-wheel drive, just $179 a month month or a 2020 Honda CRV only 199 a month. That's three new Hondas under 200 bucks a month. Or get finance rates as low as 0.9% and they defer payments till 2021. Get a little love from Leah Honda on Transit in Williamsville before November 2nd during their three Hondas under 200 bucks a month sale. All 36 month leases at 10k per year. All leases with 1995 due at signing plus first payment tax, DMV acquisition and doc fee due at signing. Lease finance on approved credit through American Honda Finance. See dealer for details. Leah All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt ESPN 
That song has some meaning. You just had to, you got to listen to it. Let me grab Ron and Chief Dewaga get his thoughts. Ron, how are you doing out there? Yeah, a uh, couple things here. I don't forgot my email the other day about this uh, decision that uh, written by Kavanaugh in Wisconsin. Yeah, I... you ever read a more convoluted bunch of nonsense? Uh, he says that you can't cop, you can't count uh, ballots after. There, uh, the day of the election, because it might cause uh, the, the appearance of impropriety and chaos, and could flip an election. <laughs> I, I, I read that. Said. Yep. And also, what he he apparently the Democrats had argued that um, uh, within a reasonable length of time, you can't uh, change the election laws. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he pretty much said you can. Sh- that you can change the election laws, and it's the exclusive rights of the state for any reason to change the election law, which means that, I mean, does that leave it open to the idea that they could say, because most, I think all 50 states say that they have to reflect the popular vote within the state. Okay, that's, but does that mean, does that leave the, uh, the open the idea that maybe they can just do what they want? I mean, he didn't say that, but that's... But that but sounds that, like what he's saying. And keep in yeah. mind, Ron, that when you order your, your uh, uh, mail ballot, you don't, you don't just walk up, you know, to somebody. You order your mail ballot. When you get that mail ballot, you get instructions as to what governs the process for that mail ballot. So if they told you that if the ballot was received before uh, uh, the, the end of the, uh, the polling uh, polls closing on November 3rd, if the ballot was received after that date, it's still going to be counted for at least seven days after that, that date. That's what you cast your mail-in ballot on the basis of. So you counted on that. Now they tell you five days before the election, uh, we changed our mind. We don't agree with that anymore, and those votes aren't going to count. The people who voted already by mail they can't go and pull up the, uh, the ballot back. They don't know whether it got there uh, by uh, uh, January 3rd or not. They only know when it was postmarked. Uh, and they, hopefully they can even know that, you know, with the way that DeJoy runs the uh, postal service. It, it just seems to me that you're changing the rules of the election after the election has already started. Yeah, and the people have already been voting. What are they, right. 80 million people voted already Right. They, well, there's 90, if I'm not mistaken, 95 million people have voted already uh, in in this election. And, you know, we talked about this before, Ron. You had roughly 64 million people that voted for Hillary Clinton, a little bit over 61 million people that voted for uh, Donald Trump. So that meant you only had like 125 million people that voted for those two candidates. When you added in all of those uh, uh, third-party candidates, that number rises to around 136 million. Yep. So you've so had two thirds of the way there. Exactly. You got ninety out of one hundred thirty-six million people have already voted. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you know, last week I have to say this because uh, they, uh, I don't know what Bob called in last week. I used to call him abortion Bob. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, and he came in with this thing about Biden, and then then you got into the the argument, forced him back on point by reading things about Biden. Never said he was going to full totally end fracking immediately he was going to try to have a transition he was mm-hmm. going to stop it on federal land. okay and then you 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 
asked him about the science of it, and this is this is why at some point people are going to have to take this mentality on. He said, uh, as far as the future, he said, well, that'll all be. Uh, he said something to the effect of, that'll all be solved by the second coming. It's coming shortly. Now, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. problem. I keep telling people that, and I even though some of the progressive talk shows, I says you guys got to start attacking that idea because only because it's crippling. 90 or 100 million people that really believe they're the premillennialist, dominionist types. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're bad people, but they they have adopted a philosophy that says we don't worry about the future because there isn't going to be one. And there's scripturally there's that you can argue so easily defeat those arguments well, that they're using. Aren't but, among and, the first of the scriptures that God created men and women and he gave them responsibility for nurturing uh, uh, and shepherding the world, right, to, to grow, to replenish the earth, and et, et cetera? Well, if, if, you're, if the God has given you responsibility for you to, uh, uh, to, to, to nurture the world, uh, to bring forth the, tr- the fruit of the world, that's doing something today to create well, something in the future. Yeah, even more personal to the Christian stuff, it's that the uh, temptation in the desert, when mm-hmm. the devil tells, uh, tells Jesus, you know, uh, since you are anointed, uh, why not jump off a tower and your father will, will save you? And he immediately says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Aren't they doing that? But nobody wants to. Right. Everybody's exactly. afraid to get into these types exactly. of philosophical or theological. In other words, we just can't pillage the environment. and not, uh, That's not even biblical. It's against what the Bible says, if you say you believe the Bible. I mean, and, I mean there's, but there's rational reasons for doing this. I mean, and people are frozen by this mentality. Well, we don't have to worry. We'll just go about our way and we'll, we'll kind of Trump, Trump likes Trump says he's a Christian, so we'll vote for him. Anybody else is a communist, or everybody else is evil or satanic, and they do nothing. It's just it, it, it's mind-boggling, you know, how many people allow themselves to be governed that way. Well, there's 90 million to 100, 90 to 100 million people out of 330 million, and that really cripples. I mean, that's one third of the population. They don't believe in science, don't care about science, don't believe in the here and now, and, and that's that's just you know, it's just and it's. It, when you read scripture and that type, it's so easy to disprove all that too. But then, anyway, I, I just I had to mention that because nobody wants to get into those type of arguments. I, you know, in like I, I think it's up to the more liberal churches to try to do that, but they they seem like they back away from it. Although they're always attacked by the more conservative churches. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yep. that's my two cents. Happy <laughs> Halloween, and maybe the Bills will win tomorrow in the blizzard. Or the Thank storm you. Or that, that, that would make my weekend. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, Ron. Uh, help me out. Let me grab Mark in Buffalo. Mark, how you doing, good brother? Hey, Nathan. All right. God gave us dominion over the earth. Exactly. Now, dominion to them is to ravage. <laughs> dominion to most people is to protect. You would think. You would think. Right. But the ravaged side has got the, the, the platform. I mean, this, 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 dom- right, this dominion stuff, it, I, I, when I talk to people who, who come to me with that kind of a thought process, what I say to them is, you don't have to worry about what God's going to do. God already knows what he's going to do. He gave you an assignment. Your assignment was to take care of the earth, to grow the earth, to, to nourish the earth. You should do your assignment well, and whatever God intends to do, you know, with the earth now or tomorrow, 
that's for God to work out. You don't have to work that out but for see, God. They, they got it both ways. They, they got it. God gave you dominion over the earth so you can ravage the earth and, and just, just destroy it because the second coming's coming. Hmm. You know, I mean, that's like saying, you know, uh, uh, let's let's just eat, eat, drink, drink and be merry because tomorrow we might die. That's crapping and eating in the same spot. (laughs) What kind what kind of political ideology is that? Yeah. And, and, you know, this is really something, man. Jim Crow is now the judges. Mm. The the judges are the judges are are, us are suppressing the vote. Uh, and aiding, aiding and abetting the uh, Republicans in suppressing the vote in this country. And, and Mark, That's I don't know. Jim Crow, all these right, judges. Right. I don't know why the country is not up in arms about this. How can you have people standing in line in the United States for 11 hours to vote? You're telling me with all of the, the technology, the money, you know, the capability that we have that we couldn't figure out a way to move people through uh, the uh, 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 polling process so that uh, people would, would not take longer than uh, half an hour to be able to vote. No, you it, wouldn't. It's because the media is letting it happen. Yep. These, uh, the, uh, the, these, these lines, they only show the lines. And it takes them, it takes them a million words just to say he's lying. And let me tell you, Mark, I went to vote on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, at the auto, on the Autobahn at the senior center over there. And we stood in line with the two people, two, two sets of people that I was talking to in front of me and back of me. We stood in line for two and a half hours. Now, that was not, you know, just something they were doing to minority dominant districts in uh, 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 Georgia outside of uh, 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 around Atlanta. This is the Autobahn. Okay, right here in, here in Amherst. Right? You should have came over here to Quincy, uh, uh, ten Quincy, on, uh, off of Broadway. Uh-huh. At the they got the uh, Lincoln Field House, and there's usually no line there. In and wow. Out. Well, I wish I had I had done that, but yeah. I, I I went close to where I live, but yeah. I didn't realize I was going to be there that kind of time. <laughs> and you know, Nathan, you had last week you had mentioned uh, you had mentioned Tammany Hall. Mm-hmm. Boss Tweed said. It only matters who counts the votes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And you know Boss Tweet had his hand in the, in the ballot box he had it in throw, there deep. throwing out these votes and putting in some other votes. Yep. Right? It only matters who counts the votes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mark. All right, baby. Have Appreciate a good one. you. All right. Take care. Yeah, let me grab Donnie. D- Donnie in Middleport. How you doing out there, Donnie? Yeah, I'm fine out here trying to stay warm. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you get you get 44 degrees. That's it. Um, I have a question here uh, about the American people in this country Um, Mm -hmm. ever since, well, it's going on for a long time, but ever since the the early 1980s, um, this, this clash they got between, uh, I guess they call it clash between the cultures, the Democrats and and the uh, Republicans, that the Republicans are always the conservatives in that. And they have done um, a lot of damage to this country economically and, run up our debt higher than ever, but it's always the Democrats get the blame for it. Right. And we're still, we're still paying for Reagan's. He, uh, the lion's share, the dragon's share of our jobs are still overseas. But you have the, the families of these the presidents, the families of these presidents, higher politicians, probably some state politicians too. And this is not just about Biden, Trump. They, they deal with communist countries. They deal with Eastern Bloc countries. Um, they got questionable practices. And... Um, it seems like okay. If my guy does it. It's all right. 
Mm-hmm. Your guy does it. He's the devil. Right. See, because when the Republicans are in power, uh, for some magical reason, they're no longer the, part, the party of fiscal discipline. It's only when the Republicans are not in power that they're the party of fiscal discipline. Uh, the Republicans are very uh, uh, often uh, the ones who are the administration when a war gets started. But it's mm-hmm. usually a Democratic administration that's in power when the war ends. Uh, you know, it's it, it, you, you can't make it so micro that everything goes exactly this way all the time. But that tends to be the trends uh, that, uh, that occur. Uh, the Republicans in uh, the time period that Bill Clinton was in office, it was all about, you know, the deficit. Got to kill the deficit. Well, Bill Clinton did what they said they wanted done. He not only did he bring the deficit down, he brought the debt down that if we had stayed with the legal framework that uh, uh, governed in the last year 2000 of Clinton's administration, if we had stayed with that legal framework within 10 years, we would not only have wiped out uh, our deficit, but we would have wiped out the country's national debt. But what the Bush administration did when they were running They sold to the public that the reason why Clinton is able to uh, bring down the uh, the deficit and is on track to bring to to, to wipe out the debt is because we're collecting too much money from the citizens. So we need to lower taxes. So the first thing that George Bush did when he came in was lower taxes. But when he lowered taxes, then the money that was supposed to be in the, uh, uh, the the shoot that would help to, to, to not only wipe out the deficit, but but to wipe out the debt, that money no longer appeared. Since that right. money didn't appear, you not only do you keep your debt, but you're also paying for the cost of that debt, the interest cost on that debt. Then you took on a war. Uh, <laughs> you took on a war with people that weren't even at war with you. Now, I mean, you could go to war against uh, uh, Al-Qaeda, you know, find them. It's a police action. Find them, blow them up, whatever you, you know you got to do. But you can't go to war against Afghanistan. Afghanistan didn't go to didn't attack the United States. No, they didn't. I, I'm not sure that more than six people in Afghanistan even know where the United States is. I mean, <laughs> no, they, they, these are mountain people. <laughs> they grow poppies. <laughs> I mean, that's their national industry is growing poppies and whatnot. Right. This is not some internationally engaged international, you know, economy and whatnot. They didn't have a, a, an axe to grind in this. Now, you know, some Saudi Arabian uh, a nationalist who wanted to create a new uh, uh, what do they call it? A caliph or caliphate. whatever, a caliphate, uh, you know, in the Middle East. Uh, they saw this as an opportunity for them to, to utilize some Taliban warlords to, uh, to to lease some land. They use that land to train and organize uh, the campaign that they waged against the United States that led to the 9-11 attack uh, on the United States. So something needed to be done about them. But we didn't need to go to war against Afghanistan. And then for Lord knows, there was no reason for us to go to war against Iraq. Iraq had nothing to do with it at all. Why did we go to war against them? Now we suck up six trillion or so dollars in in revenue at the same time that we should have been getting out of the debt, not only wiping out the deficit, we should have been wiping out the debt. We would have been debt free you know, by the end of the first year of the of the Bush administration, if we had just left things alone, but we didn't. And then no. nobody takes any responsibility for those decisions. They keep blaming these decisions on, well, the Democrats this and Democrats that. 
That's not the, th- those aren't even the issues. The issues are you started spending money that was going, that didn't even exist yet. It's money that right. you're going to borrow from the future to pay for bills you're creating uh, in the present. And you're creating bills in the present that you didn't need to have. You didn't need to create those bills. So we've got to get ourselves under control. We're just not operating based on sanity. We're operating based on on uh, uh, people's feelings, you know, and, and sort of ugly tropes that are going on inside of us rather than, than operating based on basic management principles. It, it just Man. doesn't make any sense. No, it don't. No, it don't. No, it don't at all. Yep. So that's your thought. Are you going to vote? I already voted. voted. All right. Voted. All right. You got to get everybody else to vote. I keep trying to explain this to people. If even if you come into the polling place, take the ballot and don't don't even shade in any of the circles on the ballot. Just take the ballot and stick the ballot into the machine. Then the universe knows that you voted. They don't know. Hopefully they don't know who you voted for, but they know that you voted. If you voted, then you know for certain that they're going to uh, respect you because they know that you are a person who actually participates in the co-governance of the society. Why would you spend your time campaigning to get the votes of people who don't vote? You, you can't get their votes. They don't vote in the first place. You're going to campaign to get the votes of the people who do vote. So if you want people to pay attention to you, you got to vote every single chance you get. Even if you vote for nobody, it's better for you as a community because they at least know that you care enough about the process for you to, to, to submit your ballot. So they will listen to what you have to say. If you're not voting, then you're not speaking. Voting is virtually speech, you know, in the United States. And it's just something that you have to, uh, to do. So, you know, there are a bunch of things that we could uh, uh, go through, but we can't do them all right now. The important thing is that all of us govern ourselves in a, uh, a civilized way. When we get to the end of this uh, uh, November 3rd, we probably are not going to know who won the election. It may take six, seven, eight days for us to get enough of the votes counted that you can say, based on what we know, there aren't enough votes left for anybody else to win this particular office or that particular office. Trust that. Trust that your fellow Americans have that kind of integrity. Let's not allow ourselves to get, you know, bamboozled and, and, and herded into behavior that we're only going to regret later on. I look forward to talking to you all next week here at Think Again. Think Again. God bless. been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.